0: sushi this is Johnny cupcakes welcome you to uh, welcoming you to another conversation so tonight uh, we're gonna talk to BB BB small town big things and uh, I think an optimist in humanity so check it out Hope you enjoy the conversation. Don't stay up too late. You to 3 a.m. sushi.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: It's good. You live here. I do too. So it's good. It's good we're both here. Yeah. Um, so what will your moniker be for today?
1: I'm just gonna go simple mm-hmm. and say BB. BB. BB.
0: Okay. I'm Johnny Cupcakes.
1: All right. Johnny Cupcakes? Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Johnny Cupcakes. All right, BB. So, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain what the rules are, and then we're going to go through 10 questions. Okay? Okay. All right. So.
1: 10 questions?
0: Yeah. Okay. I was going to do five, but then I figured, you know, everyone else gets 10, and it doesn't count... If I let myself off the hook, Mm -hmm. it's you and me, right? So Mm -hmm. we're going to do 10. Okay, Okay. so here we go. Um, The answers must be at least two minutes long.
1: Three? Two. Two. Two minutes long. Okay.
0: Two minutes long. Okay. Um, You can ask me... If you hear a question and you want me to go first and answer it, Mm -hmm. you can just say, you go first. Okay. And I'll go first. Okay? Um, And...
1: Well, we both have to answer all ten? We
0: we both have to... Well, we both have to answer all ten. Okay. Okay? Um, But, uh, yeah, we'll just you can say go first and then you know at the end of the question if you want to expand on it we can expand on it you know if not we can move on to the next question okay All right. so this is loose this is a a a good conversation loosey goosey conversation got it see my fingers are doing that thing Uh which is a podcast you can't really see it but they're they're kind of waving in a in a loosey goosey way got it alright okay (laughs) All right, BB. What is the first joke you remember?
1: Okay, the first joke I remember is about a monkey that picks its nose in a closet. I can't remember what it says. Oh, my goodness. It was supposed to be scary. It was like, you didn't know what was in the closet and then you open it and you find a, a monkey picking its nose
0: that's pretty scary
1: yeah right but i can't i can't remember all the jokos. i am terrible at remembering jokes but it was funny i mean it was funny when i was like seven yeah it was really funny
0: did you have a good sense of humor when you were seven
1: i think so I think so. Okay. Not in the telling jokes way, because I've always been bad at that. But in the, uh, yeah, I think I think so. Hmm. I'm going to have to think about that joke. And if I remember it before the end of this, I will say it. But mm-hmm. yes, it, the, the punchline I've already ruined. It's There's a monkey in the closet picking his nose. <laughs> yeah, right? All right, you go.
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm thinking the first joke that I remember I think um so in Dominican Republic I'm I'm from the Dominican Republic. It's not like I would know this if I wasn't. Okay, uh-huh. anyways, so um the electricity would go out. Okay. And when the electricity would go out, um that that usually meant that um people would stop watching the telenovelas and, you know, whatever and then sort of I mean of unless got, they
1: had a generator.
0: They sometimes had a generator, but you know, those T V those big two TVs took a lot of power and that was like the generator was to watch the novella like that mm-hmm. was the main thing you know um but sometimes what people would do is they would that would that was the joke in storytelling time and um the joke that i remember was that there was a drunk there was there was a there was a thief and two drunks and two drunks were arguing about you know the sun and the moon they didn't know they were they were like hey that's the sun up there and i was like no that's the moon up there and you know being like 3 or 4 you would you know i would try to sound like a drunk uh-huh. which i would imagine was adorable or annoying depending on what it was um and so you know the the joke is you know so they're arguing back and forth oh that's the sun that's the moon that's the sun and so this thief uh comes by, right? Just walking by, just sneaking by. Uh-huh. And they're like, sir, what? what is it? Is it? Is that the sun or is that the moon? And the thief says, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not from this neighborhood. <laughs> and he keeps walking. That was a joke. I like it. You like it? I like it. Alright. Um, okay. So let's move on to the next question. Okay. Alright. What is the first book You cherished?
1: The first book I what? Cherished. Cherished.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Black Beauty. About a horse named Black Beauty. Black Beauty has a terrible life. There's actually a few, I think there's a few books about Black Beauty. I read, of course, all of them. And the original, I think, has also been written in like the illustrated version and. The young adult version and all that. I, of course, read all of them. I really wanted a horse from a very young age. My horse phase started early. Yeah, that was the first book I cherished. Um, I think it ends well for Black Beauty. I don't actually remember. I just remember it being pretty bad for a while. Can I swear? Try it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, Black Beauty had a shitty life for a while. And then I think it, yeah, it, it got better. The, uh, the horse, I think it's it's a male horse. He ends up in a paddock um, with other horses who he's, like, cool with. They uh, hang out. And they hang out and, mm. like, run around. Mm. Yeah. That also could have been his dream as he dies from animal cruelty. I don't remember. It's hard to put the <laughs> pieces together.
0: Yeah, I just remember watching the the cartoons on Nickelodeon about Black Beauty. Like, I've never actually read the book.
1: Really? No. I remember they made a movie about it, but it was terrible. I don't remember a cartoon. But yeah, yeah I definitely read the book. And I definitely had my own version. And then at the library, I kind of binged Black Beauty before binging was cool. Mm. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you go. You want me to, okay, I'll answer the question. You
1: have to answer the question. I have
0: to answer the question, okay. So, I think that it was, it might have been Tom Sawyer Mm. or Gulliver's Travels. Mm. I remember that there was, I remember the book cover.
1: Is Tom Sawyer the one where they paint the fence or is that Huckleberry Finn?
0: Oh, you know, they kind of hang out. I think. Tom I know, Sawyer right? And Huck They're like Thin. part
1: of the same universe think, as we would say now.
0: I think Huck Huck Finn was the one that painted the fence. Because he was like this this smart ass I don't know, I think it's Tom Sawyer. You think it was Tom
1: Sawyer? Huck Finn ran away. I know that much. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go on.
0: Alright, well we can we can just call Mark Twain in a little bit and check with him. He should know. He's that wasn't a funny joke. Mark Twain is dead.
1: Well, you you got quiet, and you know I can't <laughs> hear you when you get quiet. So okay, So right. when you start that mumble thing, I don't know what you're saying.
0: Um, I said Mark Twain is dead, so yeah. we can't ask him. Okay. okay. So it was... It wasn't it joke, was, it was, it was just accurate. Yeah, it was just, yeah. <laughs> so um, it was... I I don't remember the book itself, but I remember that in the front of the book... or um, Don't
1: judge a book by its cover, Alex. I know. Oh, no,
0: it was a short story book. Oh, okay. It was a short story book, and in the front of the book it had... Uh, like trains, like wagon, like red wagon trains and grass. And I think there was a short story there about a dog who would bite other dogs in the butt, and that's how he would win fights. And then one day he fought a dog without a butt, and he didn't win the fight. I don't know what the point of the story was, but I remember it was about dogs, and it was a storybook. And it might have been Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn, or I don't think Gulliver's of Travels those books had
1: that story in it. So, <laughs> so it, it was probably a, a completely different. Book.
0: Okay, I had a lot of books when <laughs> I was a kid. I, I really enjoyed. But you
1: really like the cover of that. I one. really
0: like the cover. <laughs> I remember it to this day, and um, and I, I remember The Gulliver's Travels as definitely one of the first ones. I remember because he had on these George Washington socks and like a ponytail, mm-hmm. and he was like by a lilliputian. Uh, I never read
1: a, that one. I watched The Wishbone, though.
0: The Wishbone. Well, <laughs> it, also very good. Also good. Also very good.
1: <laughs> Nothing like a terrier playing literary figures. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Um. Okay. We're going to move on to the next sentence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Next question. Finish this thought. You can finish it in any way you want.
1: Okay.
0: okay. I realized the world was not fair?
1: When my mom said, life's not fair. Um, it was a, an argument, I was probably like 11. as I was like, it's not fair! In that very kid response to something that I, I don't even remember what it was that was bothering me at the time, of course I don't. And she just yells up the steps, life's life's not fair. Um and that's when I realized, oh she's yeah, that that's honest. Mm. But um in terms of like experiencing the unfairness, oh I don't know, when I first like observed it on my own. Probably in elementary school though, you know, where like You start to notice who's in charge on the playground and like the the pecking order starts to um oh you know what who got to play april in the teenage mutant ninja turtles game because there's only one female character and it could only be one april and so the individual um who i will call cc i'm bb wasn't me Mm -hmm. cc always got to play um. what's her name? April. April. I just said it.
0: Why Why did she get to play, play April?
1: Uh, I think she was better friends with the boys. Which entirely makes sense. But at the time, I was just horribly jealous.
0: Did it seem like really fun to play April? Did she have like a Something to do in the game I mean I imagine the boys yeah. were beating each other I mean up. they
1: were like running around doing stuff all the time It was like they were having like Adventures on the playground In my memory Um Cece may not remember any of that To be honest hmm. And it's not like I didn't have fun adventures on the playground It's just that I wasn't doing them as April But you wanted to But I also yeah. Hardly remember her name so
0: Yeah How about you? Um so, I think hmm <laughs> i'm okay, I'm thinking I don't know if it's that it wasn't fair, but I realized that we we don't all have the same advantages um there was this oh, actually this this I realized i mean i I'm sure I realized it at a younger age, but this is this is what I remember like it's not fair. There was this kid um we were playing this is back when I was living in New York City, so during those times, like kids used to really play on the block, like playing chase, playing tags, stick ball, kickball, whatever. there was a bunch of kids in that little neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we would all just get together and play tags like on the afternoons, weekends and I was fast as a runner Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I was one of the fastest but the older kids you know they really run fast especially the ones that like they're
1: taller than you
0: they're taller than me and they you know like they played sports and whatever and I remember one day and I kind of still don't like this kid to this day um let's just call him a meegbeebeebee Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't outrun him but I could outsmart him and so I took him through this like basement thing which I knew he wasn't he didn't know he wasn't from he was from like further down the other block so he didn't know that particular building and so we were going up and down stairs and blah 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 again it wasn't that I was faster but, but it, you trapped, trapped him in a yes. basement
1: that he didn't know yeah he
0: didn't know and then my That's goal, and then my goal was that when we would get outside, he'd be too tired to chase me down, or you
1: trapped him in a basement. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh my goodness.
0: So, we we running. Were you a bully? No.
1: That sounds like a bully. I was though. just an asshole. Hmm. I
0: was a kid, um, and so I was like, "All right, well, fine." So I get down to the basement. He's chasing me. He does catch up with me. He does tag me. Right. Mm-hmm and then he begins to run and he says you gotta give me you know you have to give like 10 seconds for the person to run you can't just like tag back right you have to give them time to get ahead mm-hmm. um so he does and he he gets outside and he's tired
1: so well, yeah you so, trapped him so, in so, a no basement.
0: trap. so I I run up to him and I tag him and this is a very proud moment of mine because he is the fastest boy
1: you trapped him in a basement.
0: But he is the fastest boy. And then... Um,
1: Wait, how, how is this about the world not being fair?
0: Well, listen, listen.
1: <laughs> because
0: when I tagged him, when I was like, I was so happy and so proud that I actually... I, Again, I, I, he was tired, but I did catch up. I mean, he had 10, 15 seconds to run. Uh-huh. He, and he, we were outside. We were not at the basement at that point. Uh-huh. Um, so as he was running, I tagged him. And then I was like, I got you and he goes, No, you don't And I say, Yes I did. I tagged you And he goes, No. Nobody's gonna believe you anyways.
1: <laughs>
0: and he walked away. And I was like <sighs>
1: That's gangster. It's, fucked
0: <laughs> it's fucked up. Like, what do you, you do? What was up? What do you do? Um but I mean unfairness as a kid, you know. There's Experience it. In there's a lot of experience ways. it. Um, can I share one more? All right. Okay. So, um, uh, I used to watch this show called Carousel de las Americas, Carousel of the Americas.
1: What of the Americas? Carousel. Cauliflower. I
0: um, Think of horses in a carousel. Okay. Oh, going carousel. around, yeah. And um, that's a real show. The, it is a real show. <laughs> it was, it was a, a Spanish telenovela for children.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: And um, there was this kid... Is it animated? No.
1: Hmm.
0: There was this child...
1: Were they Muppets?
0: hmm <laughs> No, this is like literally a, a Spanish telenovela for children. Like with drama and slapping and like everything. That's adorable. It is heartbreaking and adorable. And there was this girl on that show and she was like rich. She was the rich girl. And there was this boy and he was the poor boy.
1: I picture her with feather boas because that's what I thought rich people wore. When she I was probably
0: a child. I honestly when I was imagining her right now I imagined her like a little he, blonde girl with feather boas. And
1: he would have a monocle. He's, oh, and they're both definitely white.
0: No, he was black. Oh. Because he was poor.
1: Oh, I thought you said he was rich too.
0: No, he was poor. Yeah,
1: so here and, we are, and viewing so, our our mm-hmm. stereotypes that we learn from a very young age.
0: And so he she's having a birthday party and he's in love with her and they're like 6 or 7, okay? Uh-huh. And she invites everybody in the class. Everybody in the class. And he's so happy because um, he got an invitation from her father, too. Right? Mm-hmm. But then she finds out. And she's like, you're not coming because you're black. And she takes it away from him. And she rips it up.
1: No, not because he's poor. Not because he's,
0: because he's poor and he's black.
1: Interesting.
0: And he she tears it up. And I remember I went to the bathroom and I bawled.
1: Aww. And I was like... That's not fair. Well, we it, clearly weren't it was, supposed to identify with her in the story.
0: No, I mean she was she was not good.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Her feather boa walking around. Oh yeah. I bet she wore those like little heels that they make for little girls.
0: With the shiny ones. Yeah, like the shiny, really shiny ones. She probably did. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't. In my head, I don't. I don't know what she looked like, but I do know that she was a blonde-headed little girl, and she probably had those shoes on.
1: Yeah. I do worry though when we put like children in very grown up roles, like the um did you ever see the reality show with kids cooking? Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't do that to children.
0: Mm.
1: But anyway, go on. Yeah. Next okay. question.
0: Next question. Finish this sentence. Okay. I fear I will become.
1: I fear I will become? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I knew this woman. I worked in Afghanistan for a year and I lived in Kabul. And when I was working there, um, I was working at a university. And one of the women that I worked with is my fear of my future. Not necessarily in a bad way, just in a whew, yeah, that could be me. Um, She uh, was like, kind of all over the place, chain smoker. I was still smoking at the time. it's definitely her own person but also like the only one of us in the organization we were working who would like who was like you know what I'm gonna go to Herat and try to set up the office over there where there's nobody else there's no support for me and I'm just gonna go over there and I'm gonna be there for a while um so in some ways like I kind of feared becoming her because she was uh, she's also like I don't know at the time at least 30 years older than me um
0: you could see yourself
1: but yeah i could see myself becoming her at the same time though it's not that she didn't have an enviable life i mean other than her interest in going to very dangerous places by herself with no but no support system whatsoever um i mean she had a house in like india that was like it sounded really nice she was like you know, had family, they just were all scattered around. Um, it was just this this independence about her and this kind of like I don't really care about anything.
0: Would you say like reckless?
1: It was somewhat reckless, yeah. It was somewhat reckless. It was it was also just really isolated, I guess. Like she would be entirely happy just going home at the end of the day and sitting in front of her computer screen and watching whatever we had downloaded because that's what we did at that time um for the for the evening and like getting drunk on her own while chain smoking in her bedroom i didn't really want to do that
0: sounds uh lonely Hmm? it sounds like she was alone
1: yeah i think that was the fear part also the eccentric nature of her habits not just the you know the drinking and the smoking but just like how she interacted with people she was just very like um like no one i'd ever met before or since
0: yeah you identify with her
1: i identify with her and also am concerned that that's who i would become someday but again if i did mm, would it be so bad I don't know.
0: Hmm. Sounds like she was okay with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was great. Again, like she had everything kind of figured out. It's just, I think I was afraid that if I went that same path, maybe I wouldn't have everything figured out, or maybe I wouldn't feel okay with it. And I saw that as a viable path. If that makes any sense.
0: That makes sense.
1: Yeah. You go.
0: Um it's funny because uh I didn't think about it in terms of other people like somebody that I that I had seen um although there is there is that because because you mentioned the kind of loneliness and like I I would fear of being like lonely single guy in his 60s or 70s that had his <laughs> I worked with a gentleman that he had good tobacco, good, good cigars, and an extensive movie collection. He was like 80. Mm-hmm. You could tell he enjoyed himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what he had. I didn't like, adding like that, you know. Yeah. That made me.
1: Yeah, again, it's just like, it's like what you could see yourself as Mm -hmm. and whether or not you would want yourself to be that. Yeah.
0: What I fear that I would become is afraid of everything.
1: Oh, interesting. Is
0: one of those people that no matter what is proposed is always like, no, because X, Y, Z, or we shouldn't do this. Or you know the the person that takes safety and precaution Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: mean just not doing anything because yeah we're very
1: different in that way yeah mine is I'm afraid of going the complete other route
0: Uh uh-huh and and I'm afraid of (laughs) I'm afraid of you know shutting down
1: no you have never been afraid of that I don't think it's a possibility for me um
0: it's a um I think that. For me, mm-hmm. I have to practice not doing that because I think from. I think the way that my parents or my mom showed concern mm-hmm. was to persuade me not to do things, mm. and I think she, you know, I think it's it's. I did, It took me a while to understand what that was. I I yeah. thought it was putting me down.
1: that was protectiveness. But
0: it was protectiveness, and and that's her way I don't you know maybe because of the time that she grew up in or her her family you know it's like that's not safe yeah don't don't do that that's not safe as opposed to make sure you're safe when you do it you know and so but I had to learn like that's that's just how she shows that she cares yeah and so it's a it's a mixed message there yeah um
1: it is a little unrelated. We can go on to the next question. But my mom told me something very, um, it was useful, but also perhaps not what she meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was in high school, she told me everything in moderation, which kind of gave me a free pass to try <laughs> a everything lot of things. Yeah. in moderation. Well, um, I mean, it's true.
0: It's it's a good. Yeah. It's a good way to be. I mean,
1: this is a, you know, as long as you keep that moderation in mind, that's the tricky part about it.
0: Here's a little crack. In moderation. No.
1: <laughs> no. Say no to crack.
0: Say no to crack, kids. Say no Don't to crack. crack. Uh-uh. No crack.
1: All right. Next question.
0: Okay. Next question. Um. This is a very open-ended question.
1: Okay.
0: Finish this. We are all.
1: <laughs> People. <laughs> I mean, we are all people so if i'm part of it we're all people now we have differences i guess we could all be animals too but then like the dog is an animal and like as much as i love the dog i don't identify with her in the same way that i do with another human i think what is that called like it's not anthropomorphism it's something where you're, you're you give preference to humans over other animals i have that A speciest? Yeah, I mean it is species, (laughs) but there is like a specific word for it. Anthro, not Mm anthophile, antho something, anthro something. Um, but yeah, we may be a lot of things. We may have a lot of divisions. We may have a lot of things wrong with how we interact with each other. But when it comes down to it, we're all people. Hmm. You go.
0: Me go. We are all...
1: Hmm. You should go first on the next one because I keep going and I feel like it's setting the tone for what you're going to say, which isn't fair to you. All
0: right. I think we are all very fragile. We're all very fragile. Um
1: Including the dog or not including the dog? I but think
0: she, humans in particular. doesn't feel pain. That no, you know, because animals, they're on a different experience, level of experience.
1: I mean, you know? we're all fragile in the same way that life is fragile.
0: Yeah, but I think that we don't think we are. Humans? We don't, yeah. Humans don't think we are. Like, I, I always think of... As,
1: especially... <laughs> Uh, the younger we are, the less fragile we think mm-hmm. we
0: are. Um, I, I think of like when I was a kid, and I would play, and you know, you'd you'd see ants playing in you know in water, maybe drowning, or like carrying a leaf or something. And I remember I would you know pick up the ants and put them in the water, or put an ant in the leaf, and you know. And I would think, like, wow, this is an adventure for this ant. I was, I was oh, killing ants. but I was thinking, killing the ants. Yeah, but okay. I was like, this is an adventure. <clears throat> you know, this is... Their whole world has changed. The, a mountain has appeared from nowhere. And... Yeah. You know, but... And then I think, every time I fly, I think, you know, this plane could just drop. You just drop. And we're all dead.
1: Yeah. Just like the ants. We're even more fragile than that, though. I mean... Obviously we're all trapped in our homes right now. I mean, we have like threats all around us and we pretend like they're not there and sometimes they're not bad enough to really bother us. But yeah, we're pretty fragile. We're oddly shaped hairless apes.
0: Yeah. And um we just break.
1: Yeah. We just
0: break. I mean
1: We uh fix though. That's one of the nice things about life.
0: Well, it you depends. You can break
1: part of it, and it it can fix itself.
0: depends where you are, I think. Sometimes you can't fix it. Sometimes it, it you break and you break, and you're done.
1: Yeah. That got dark. Okay, next one.
0: <laughs> okay. And you want me to answer?
1: Yeah, you have to answer this one first. Don't pick and choose. Just pick the next question.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> So the next one is, I want my family to know
1: oh yeah you go first um
0: i want my family to know that i always think of them hmm. and i think that they don't know that because i'm not a super affectionate person hmm. you know i think with the the COVID 19 stuff it's This is the first time in a very long time where I've called my family every day to check in and speak. Um, And this is the first time that I've called them every day and said I love you to them. But, you know, I can go for a long time without doing that. Not because I don't feel for my family, I don't think about them, I just, Think that if people are okay, then we're okay. And I do yeah. understand that not everybody. No news is underst- good news. No, right. And I and I understand that no, like people don't necessarily think that way, you know. Like, but to me, it's like okay, well, if you're fine, you're doing well. Then in my mind, you're fine and you're doing well, and we can pick this up whenever we see each other or whenever we talk again.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but again, not everybody. Not everybody thinks that way. And so I would want my family to know that that they are, um, I hold them very highly in my life. And I love them very much. Yeah. And I also think they're really cool. Like, I I enjoy hanging out with my family. Yeah. We go out and have drinks. We go out and tell jokes. Like, I could hang out. I think as, as an adult, I've learned that I like who they are as people. And I like that. I would like to tell them that too. Okay. What would you like your family to know? So finish that thought. I want my family to know.
1: I guess... I mean, I definitely have been in touch with them a lot more in the past two months than, you know, usually. That would have happened from March till June. Um, I think some of the... I mean okay first of all i think i want my cousins to know that i think about them and i don't reach out to them ever and they don't reach out to me but i still think about them and i still like i want them in my life i miss them when i don't see them on holidays um and i suppose i should reach out more because that is the case but that is true but in terms of my immediate family i feel like I guess I want them to know, and and some I think they do know this, but that, like, I don't have it all together, and I'm not always the stable one, and I think some of the time I play the listening ear without really letting them know what's going on with me. Hmm. Um... Not always, but maybe more than I should. Um, But yeah, I mean, I know that they know that I love them. And I know that they know that I, you know, want to spend time with them. I just, I think there's a level of vulnerability that I kind of hide. Um, Not from my mom as much, but basically from everyone else.
0: Why do you hide that?
1: It's easier to be the one who's got things put together. Mm -hmm. And some of it is also that like sometimes I don't feel like I can say anything about what's going on that I'm struggling with. And some of it is just because like, yeah, it's easier to like, you know, I might be stressed out about something. I get a call and I just listen for 15-20 minutes and I don't ever tell them what I was stressed about before the call but I just you know listen and I think maybe that also makes me feel good that I'm like providing that but yeah I think it's also a, a, a bit of a shield huh
0: yeah that makes sense that makes sense
1: next question next question do you want me to go yeah you go first again
0: what real or fictional person do i identify with you know it's funny i don't think i've ever identified with any real or fictional person
1: anyone you don't identify with any other human being no no other human being in the world
0: no I think oh they're... my god
1: I identify with everyone well, hold on hold...
0: well okay so <laughs> I, I, okay I I don't know that it has to do I, I don't know why but I've always felt okay so when I got to this country I learned about the concept of a role model
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't understand it
1: yeah no that one was a hard one for me to get to and then someone told me who my role model was and I was like oh yeah okay I get it now
0: I don't have a role model.
1: The grandpa was well, my role model. The ro- grandpa he passed was, away, yeah. but yeah.
0: I, I think I have people that are positive in my life that I identify. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of things about my father that I like, and my uncles, and uh, about the women uh, that are, you know, the women that, in my family and the people that I know, um, and things that I've read about and things like that. But I don't. I've never picked up a book. Or saw a movie, and was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's me. <laughs> I went through that. Even though I have gone through similar, like I, un- yeah. I can, I, de- you know, I don't identify it. I can, I can see it, but I don't identify it. Um, that's interesting. And I, I don't, I don't know why that is. Um, maybe it's me." closing myself off to emotion uh maybe it's i don't know yeah i don't know why
1: yeah so i um identify with literally everyone It's one of the reasons why when i read um fiction especially i like it takes me a little bit to recover after reading a book Mm. because i've i've built like i'll actually have flashbacks of scenes that have happened in books because I've identified so strongly with characters in that book.
0: And it's not just empathy. It's it's identifying with it. Because I understand empathy.
1: But I don't understand... No, I think it's more about identification yeah. than empathy. Because huh. it's not like I'm empathizing for their experience. I'm more identifying my experience in them. Hmm. It's more selfish than empathy.
0: I think uh, empathy. Okay. Okay.
1: But... Yeah. Yeah, in terms of, like, someone who... Oh, uh, yeah, I do actually have an example of a real person who I identify with strongly, for better or for worse. And, um... There... I, I, uh... So there's a show called The Challenge.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It's on MTV. Uh Uh-huh. It's a reality show. It's my one reality show that I watch. And there's one character who she's not like entirely me but when I first saw her on the show I was like what is this who is this person and like why are we so similar who
0: is this person and and what are the things that they're doing
1: (sighs) her name is Cara Maria I mean at this point that's
0: the dramatic
1: person yeah she's she's Italian American um she also I think she's like half Lebanese or something which like I identify with as someone who is Italian American and looks very Arab um and so I passed for a lot of things, and then she also is a tourist, turns out. But like, I think it was just her attitude on the show. Like, she's very like I at first she was like the underdog who's going to to try her best at things and really push hard on stuff, even when it like is physically hurting. Um, which I identify with because if I put myself to especially a physical task, I'll just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. At this point, so I have, at at this point, watched this this show for a few seasons, and I know that she's gotten a lot more ripped over the course of the show, and that I don't identify with because, (laughs) like, I'm not getting into CrossFit. It's not happening. Um, But there is just something about, and also, like, and this is something that's, like, so sometimes I worry, and maybe it's not a worry, maybe it's a reality, that I get caught up in relationships where it becomes a source of my identity, And I see that in her on the show. And again, it's a reality show, so it's obviously, like, semi-scripted, and they're picking and choosing the scenes. But it was the first person on TV that I was like, oh, shit, that person is a lot like me. Um, And also maybe because it's a reality show. So they're slightly more, like, real people than you would see on, like, a, a sitcom or, like, a... Telenovela. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But no, I literally identify with everyone at some point. If I have a conversation with someone for more than 30 minutes, I'm probably going to identify with them on something. Not empathy, because at, I don't get to empathy until well after identifying. For me.
0: Yeah. Uh, you might have to look at reality TV to see if I identify it with somebody
1: yeah it was a weird one to find also I was watching it with a friend when I first started watching it it's his fault I watch it Um, we can call him uh, Edo (laughs) so Edo 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 gets me turned out of this reality show and the whole time we're watching it together he's like that's you you're like that you're like that and I was just like you know what I am like that Ah. And he and I are very old friends, so he knows me well as well. Hmm. But yeah. Okay, next question.
0: Next question. Hmm, okay. Who do you want this one to go to, me or you?
1: I'll go first this time. Okay.
0: Finish this thought. I first became aware of racism.
1: Oh, shit. So I was about, um, okay, no, I first became of racism because of the news. I grew up in Northeast Ohio, I lived in a very small town which is mostly German-Polish and A, I thought I was white, Um, turns out they didn't, then I saw in the news like the people who kept getting arrested were black and brown people. And my dad worked at Randall Park Mall. And Randall Park Mall was predominantly, like, oh, I, I just said too much information. He worked at a mall. He,
0: okay, at a mall.
1: And that mall was predominantly, um, to, like, people who went there were people of color. And I, I must have been, like, four. I don't even think I was in school yet. And we go and visit him where he's working there. And um, he introduced me to his coworkers. And he introduces me to, to a, a a man, a black man, and I hid behind him. I had never hid behind my father before. And I was a kid who hid behind people, but he got so embarrassed by me doing that. And I think it was because I was hiding from a black man that he was like, he pulled me out from around him, around him and introduced me and made me shake his hand. And I was just like, you know, I, almost, I felt embarrassed that I had hid. And this is not to say that I never hid behind either. Well, my mom.
0: Well, do you did you hide because? I think, did I, think I did. I think
1: violent? I had already internalized it at that young of an age because of what I had seen on the TV.
0: Okay, so I know it's it would probably be hard for you to remember, but w- what would you have thought of as a four or five year old that Scary. you needed to hide from? Scary. That's like, all different scary different scary different i don't know scary different
1: yeah so i think that was the earliest um the race is complicated because like i think that was an example of me having learned racism and internalized it Mm. and then i you know got to feel on the other end with like at nine being denied playing with a caterpillar in the playground because i was quote black um and i my reaction to that was to deny it like there was something wrong with it
0: Hmm.
1: and when i went home and told my mom she just laughed at me she didn't talk to me about race dynamics she didn't talk to me about how some people might see me differently she just laughed and thought it was like that's ridiculous What do
0: you you think that was about, like, her laughing?
1: I mean, we are predominantly Italian-American. Like, we're a family that passes as white. Mm -hmm. And when we're not passing as white, we're, like... So I'm the darkest of the family. My mom and I are, she's, like, second. And then I think some some of it is just, like, literally in terms of tone. She hadn't experienced it. And then also I think she probably knew growing up like, her and my dad grew up at the time where people would, like, yell out the car window and call them wops and Dagos. Like, they, having experienced racial slurs as a young child was not something that they thought was unusual. That yeah. was just something they experienced. Especially my dad, because he grew up in the city. Um, and, yeah, so I think that she just didn't... She didn't want it to be a thing. And so she didn't make it a thing. And I think she thought if she didn't make it a thing, I wouldn't make it a thing. Unfortunately, that was just a, like, that was the first time I'd experienced racism as being the target of, as well as having internalized it. So then it just kind of proceeded from there of becoming more and more cognizant of race and racial dynamics. And, you know, I'm still, like, um, working on uncovering those layers of what what is inside what is internalized hmm. and what is being put on from outside what is still still obviously as of I don't know a second ago still happening everywhere in our world
0: yeah it's it's funny how um, how early we can internalize that racism yeah, we don't know it, and sometimes um, it's like we know there's a thing we know something's up, we don't understand it, but we know something's up, and if you say certain words, you can you can get to some people, and if you have certain thoughts, you mm. can get to some people, good or bad, you know what I mean yeah and and when you tie those things to racism to race. Um, you know those are things definitely that you learn as a child like they're not they're not natural thoughts that you have there's things that that you hear that you experience and you you pick up on you're like oh okay that's how that works
1: yeah no I really thought I really think I learned racism from the news Hmm. because I remember watching like I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was especially little but we always watched the 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock news the local news and the local news where I grew up in and was very like I grew up in a small town that was pretty sheltered and isolated, and we got news from the city and the city was only giving us the news that I don't know if it was it it was highlighting race or if it was you know i I don't know how much of it was like that was the circumstance at the time in the nine early nineties late eighties. That was what was going on in our cities in America. I don't know. I was a kid, or if that was actually just like racially motiva- motivated reporting. Like you report what people want to see, which is perpetuating ideas about race.
0: I think both. You I know, think it's right? a it's an easy way to. If it was if it was happening in twenty twenty, it'd be clickbait. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then because cause at that point, I mean they knew about racism. They weren't as, they didn't have the language that we have today so that we can kind of talk about it in different ways. Yeah. But but they knew, like they knew that if they said, you know, if, if they're like, oh, this, a white guy, you know, robbed the bank. It might have been, might not have been as, as much of a story as a black man. Rob yeah. the bank. That, you know, like, oh, that speaks to the fear that already exists. Um,
1: well, yeah. and then showing mugshots shots and stuff, too. Like, you have to know what you're doing when you put up yeah. a, sh- a picture of someone on literally their worst day.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I first became aware of racism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because... I think a cousin... I'll, I'll tell you the story. So, you know those cod liver oil pills? Cod liver that we have over there? They're just mm-hmm. fish oil. You bite them and they taste nasty. Mm-hmm.
1: So when I was a kid... Don't bite them. You just swallow them. I bite them. Don't bite them. I bite they're them. They're not for eating.
0: They're for eating.
1: Uh, no.
0: So, I <laughs> I bite them. I, and I've always done that. Because I found that I could, I could take that flavor.
1: Why would you want to? I don't they're know. Pills. I, they're pills. They're... They just taste anyway. Like, go on. Yeah, so I don't know how what this has to do with race, but all right. Go on. So,
0: <laughs> so I knew that it tasted gross, right? Okay, and I knew that it was like one of the cool things I thought I did was I would take like three of those pills into my mouth, chew them, pop them, boop, 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 and then show them to my cousin, open my mouth and go, ha, ah, and she she's like, oh, that's so gross, that's disgusting, it tastes terrible. And I'm like, ha, ah,
1: you know, it we broke. all agree it's gross, and it, it is terrible.
0: gross, yes, yeah, I agree also. <laughs> um and then I had uh my friend let's call him W my friend W and and my friend Z and so um Z was now if people you know race is different all over the world Yeah and then the United States you know there's we have if a you, unique experience. You have a unique experience of race. In the Dominican Republic, yeah, race is different. about skin color.
1: Well, it, it's about that here plus.
0: Well, yes, but I would say over there it's not it's,
1: it's colorism.
0: It's colorism. Yeah. Which which
1: which is yeah. It's I I racism. think when you are when it's all people who are of color, mm-hmm. then it may like it colorism is like the next go-to when you don't have clear mm-hmm. well we don't have clear racial categories there are no clear racial categories but you know anyway colorism yeah. so dr
0: and and the reason is also because um over there you know it's it's one culture i mean there are some cult- some places that lean a little bit more toward uh more african roots than others um however it's we all understand what Dominican culture is. We all listen to pretty much the same music, speak the same way. Like, there's not a black Dominican way of speaking and a white Dominican way of speaking. You know what I mean? Like every. Oh,
1: interesting. There's no accents. No, there's no
0: accents. I mean, Are the there accents. Are accents
1: by location?
0: Yeah, they're regional. They're not. Okay. They're not. They're not based on based re- on re- yeah.
1: anything else other than region.
0: Yeah. So if if you met a Dominican, if you heard a Dominican person on the phone or on TV.
1: Are regions based on, lo- like, like are there regions that have more people who are of African descent versus Spanish descent versus Sometimes. mixed descent?
0: Sometimes. Because, um, you know, and I'll, so like where you came to, with me to Dominican Republic. Uh-huh. And we were in a town that was very close to Haiti. Yes. Okay. And you saw a lot of dark-skinned people there, right? Yeah. Did you see light-skinned people there? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and they were both, and, and that town did not have a lot of money. They probably no. were both.
1: That was a normal town. It was
0: a normal town, and they probably both had the same amount of money. You know what I mean? Um, so, it I'm
1: There's not going to There's no economic s- divide either. Like, I, I say there is. There is an I, economic I, divide? I, I, I say By there color, is. though, not by.
0: I would say that historically there has been, and it's catching up. So, what does that
1: mean catching up
0: so there are some clubs in the Dominican Republic
1: uh-huh. where if
0: you're black dark skin they won't let you in huh.
1: yeah. yeah that's racist babe
0: that's racist that's racist hmm. um, also it doesn't matter if you if you had money or you had money if huh. you didn't have money yeah that's just straight up racist Is racist and they do it they do it a lot because for the people that are out of the country. You know what I mean? For people that are visiting. Um, and How you,
1: is that for people who are visiting? Um, it's clearly not I, for I people don't, who are visiting. I don't
0: know if Dominicans themselves approve. I don't know. And, and I, I, I don't live on the island, you know.
1: I but, have skeptical eyebrows right
0: and, now. And... I understand your skeptical eyebrows, you know.
1: Anyway, you haven't ex- explained the experience. Okay,
0: so the experience, let's go back. Um, okay, so I said that to say that Z was white, W was black,
1: mm-hmm. okay?
0: And I said that to say that in Dominican Republic, if, if you look at me here in the United States, I'm clearly not white. But in Dominican Republic, because they're looking at skin, Yeah. I'm white.
1: Yes. No, you're the latest Dominican I ever met. Until I met your family. <laughs> until
0: you met your family. And so... But but we're not white. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, couldn't yeah, go yeah, to no. the Midwest. And, you're Dominican. And I'm Dominican.
1: Well, yeah. so that does confuse me a little bit. Mostly because I have, have trouble with race and I, identifying. Like, when I met you, I knew you were Latino. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, like, trying to figure out... Like, I didn't know you were Dominican until you told me you were. And... I saw you as Latino. And Latino isn't really a race. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's sort of a... I didn't have you pegged as a race.
0: You eat rice and beans.
1: <laughs> and you that's, speak Spanish. That's racist. <laughs> go on. Go I do on. eat next rice one. and beans Very and I do one. speak
0: Spanish. Okay. Um, and so... Uh, oh, right. And so Ezekiel... Uh, oh, 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 oh. Z. Uh-huh. Z. Um... I remember I got him to eat. Now, Z was pretty, a very trusting, young, lovable man, uh-huh. young boy. And so I tricked him into chewing on that cod liver pill, right? And ah, he made a face. He almost threw up. It was so funny. Now, W was a little smarter. Yeah. And he was like, mm, I don't think so. Uh-uh. I don't think so. And then my cousin, to convince him, I remember my cousin saying, Do you, if you eat that, you will be white like Alex. Oh no. And I could tell that he was like, uh, and I was also like, what?
1: (laughs) That's not going to happen. But but
0: he went for, even though both of us knew that that was not, you know what I mean? Like it just—it wasn't right, and it was—it felt wrong. It was like that's—you know—like that has. We both understood that there was something there. Yeah. There was something in having something lighter that didn't skin, make sense. and it didn't make sense. But we knew that we, you know, we could ascribe to it. But he did it. He did it. He did it, and no, that was like four. I still remember the story. I. I still remember that. If
1: he remembers it I bet he regrets it. Not only because you made him do something gross. Because yeah. But it's like the the denial is that denial of who you are. Mm-hmm. That,
0: that was and that was when I first hard. became aware, aware of racism. Because mm-hmm. until that point I didn't know that that it was it could be something that could be used to to make people do, do things.
1: yeah I only thought of it at racism as something that could be used to deny people things when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Not that like, can make you do things okay anyway next, next
0: one. one you want you want this one yeah sure okay Finish this uh sentence
1: huh.
0: I feel confident when
1: I feel confident when I know things
0: mm.
1: I like knowing things. I got PhD. Why else did I get a PhD besides wanting to know things? Um, And the the good thing about this is that I'm never going to know any everything and maybe anything. Um, And so I always get to find out more things. And then when I do know something, I get to feel confident about knowing it. Yeah.
0: More. (laughs) we could Um, just sit here for like a minute i
1: mean i probably feel confident in other ways too um that's just the first one that came to mind i feel